G'day guys, welcome to another episode of COVID Convos where we have real conversations with real people about what wellbeing looks like in a pandemic. Uh, I'm Justin Griggs or Griggsy, thrilled to be here for our first episode in a, in a little bit and uh, I've got the team. We're trialling a bit of a couple of different things tonight and instead of asking them how they are, how they are I'm going to ask uh, a very site question which is, Kesh, what's gone well mate? What's going well? Um, I woke up on time. So it's like 6 a.m. here in Australia. And um, yep, didn't sleep in here. I'm awake. I'm ready to go. That's pretty good. Not a bad start to the day. Simon? G'day, guys. Yeah, similar for me. I got up about an hour ago and just had a nice, peaceful hour in, uh, in the house while everyone else was still asleep and uh, had a coffee and a bit of a sit on the couch. and. So it's been a great way to start the day. That sounds amazing, Simon. A very committed uh, host as well, getting up an hour before the show just to get in the right headspace. I'm sure uh, our audience will appreciate that. Oh, losing the, losing the voice. And um, we've got a very special uh, guest with us today, uh, Sarah Belair. How are you, Sarah? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Excellent, thanks for coming on the show. And, um, do you want to start by just uh, giving our guests and us a little bit of a background um, uh, about you and what you do? So about me, uh, I live in Montreal in Canada or else uh, I'm a dance teacher too. So I really love kids. I love uh, a lot of people to be with them, smiley. Um, I laugh a lot. If I could talk about me, I laugh all the time. <laughs> That's a fantastic quality to have, and we've already seen uh, that smile quite a bit just in the uh, in the pre-show chat, Sarah. So I don't doubt that for a second. Uh, Sarah, we've we've um we've actually come to have you on the show by through a connection, a get previous guest that we had, uh, which was Justine, uh, who who well maybe it's better if if you explain how you know Justine. So actually, Justine, it was uh, she was a nurse of my mother. Uh, how do they know each other? Because my mother had the COVID-19. So she went to the hospital and it was not the first hospital that she met Justine. It was the second hospital. So she got a transfer and uh, she was the nurse nighttime for my mother. So I was calling at the hospital to have news. And it's most of the time it was Justine that was the nurse of my mom. So it's like that, that I had a little connection with her, how I knew it. Okay, so for those who have been following the show, I guess, um, religiously and, and watched every episode, or at least have watched that episode, they might remember that Justine was talking about uh, a, somebody who had shown gratitude to her and, um, you know, and, and how much she'd appreciated uh, that that gratitude had been shown. And that is Sarah. So... Sarah, do you want to explain why you, I guess, made the special effort to, to get in touch with Justine to, to show her how much uh, her efforts were, were meaning to you? So first, whenever actually COVID-19, we don't know what it, but actually we know what it is, but it, it's a little bit of our um, inconnu that uh, we don't know about. So, and I couldn't, and I couldn't go see my mother at the hospital. 
because of the COVID-19. There was so many things that was going on for we don't catch it, but or else we already catched it. But um, I was grateful because she, my mother was alone down there and all the nurses were doing all the works that like example to be there for my mother to talk to her to know about everything so just the work that they were doing so hard and I knew that somebody was taking care of my mother and like she was really sweet she was answering all of my questions that I had anxiety about so just for her that she could like calm me down and like be there for my mother and do the best that she could do to help my mother that was really great for, for me Sarah, yeah, I'm sorry to hear, obviously, that your mum has been unwell with this, this virus and it must have been a really tough time um, for her and, and all you guys in her family. Um, how is she feeling now and how are you guys going with it now that you're coming out the other side? So it's been more than a week that she's home. Everything's fine. It's going well. There's still a, a little bit of anxiety. We're stressed a little bit to know like what could go on because we don't hear a lot that after the COVID-19, after you got it, the coronavirus, what happens? We don't know what's happening, what's going on, how it is at the house, but for now it's going really well. It's sure that it's hard, it's step by step. You know, because my mother was in the bed for like 19 days at the hospital. So everything that was like to walk, the effort to think about, her muscles and everything was like really weak and her her lungs too because it was uh, she got it really in the lungs there's some people that has a more uh, muscle pain and everything but my mother was really the lungs that she got hit so it's more that to be home it's it's going well but there's a little part of me that's always nervous to like if example can she drop back in can she catch it again can she had it like can her breathing go not well for a moment so everything's going fine we're taking day by day we could see that there's nice there's nice pro progress of my mother that's going well and it's fun to see she laughs you know she's smiling she's everything's going fine for that but there's still like a little piece of me that's still worry about like what could happen wrong but Slowly, slowly, everything's going really fine, but it's day by day we're taking it. Sorry, uh, Sarah, just uh, a bit of a standoff there between me and Simon uh, while we were waiting to ask a question. Both so keen to get into it. Um, just interested, uh, when you're trying to get this information, what sort of process are you going through to, to try and work out um, you know the the answers to your questions so obviously um you know your mum was in hospital for a while and i'm guessing while she was in there the the nurses and the doctors were able to answer those questions but now she's she's discharged what's the process that you go through in canada is there some sort of helpline or is there are you guys looking online um, i'm just thinking for people who are maybe if somebody's come across it who's in this same situation um and there's something some I don't know, something that you know that maybe other people don't know. So, first of all, I'm really lucky 
because uh, in my family and everything, we have doctors and we have an inhalotherapist. So it's a person that helps for the lungs. So if I have questions like that, my first instance to go talk to those persons, like uh, my boyfriend's mother, she's a doctor and it's because of not because of her but she really helped us so that's why my mother went to the hospital because she found something that was weird for my mother so i asked her every time i have little questions i don't know what's going on in the house or like if i have little things that's popping out of my head any questions i go talk to her she's always available for me for those things or else i checked a little bit on internet like what did he mean what but like we don't know about the COVID-19 or the coronavirus like we don't know about it so there's not a lot of information about that but um, it's probably to talk to my persons that I know that like the mother of my boyfriend that I go or else if I have any questions like last time um, I called to the hospital where my mother was to ask them questions and they answer me good about that there's like nothing to do but um or else we have a number that's called 811 that's more of um that you speak to a nurse and you just ask her her questions and she's trying to answer her to answer you so that's pretty much sarah have you noticed it's i know it's still early days and you're still going through this um big significant event in your life and your, and your family's lives. But are you noticing already that um, any sort of key learnings or changes or anything that, that you guys have taken out of it? Has, has it? has it altered your perspective on things? Are you seeing um, the virus or your life or your situation in, in different ways, for example? We had a, an earlier guest on the show talking about post-traumatic growth, um, which is a, a longer term process, but the concept that um, you know some people, um, when going through a big traumatic sort of life-changing event, um, can use it as an opportunity uh, to to grow and, and learn about themselves and develop. Whereas a lot of the time we're more familiar with the um, post-traumatic um, stress um, concept, where um, obviously it can yeah go the other way and be quite a stressful and, and traumatic event. But like I said, it's obviously still early days for you guys in your, in your, in the midst of it, but have you already reflected and finding out that it's had a, an impact on the way that you're you're seeing things or behaving or relating to your mum or other people? Um, like you said, it's a little bit early or else you know that I thought about changing my schedule of working to be because I work a lot of like night times. So maybe to find something else that I could change my schedule for we could be more for I could be more with my mother for things like that or like for example my mother I know that she wants to she doesn't want to change job but she wants to like not be five days a week but more be like two days a week so a lot of scheduling I could say that we're talking about that we could change about that or else like you know um um it's most we're th like we're going day by day we didn't thought about a lot of things like that sorry that i can't answer but it's more for the schedule that we talked about and um, yeah that's pretty much Sarah, i'm gonna change track here um and i'm glad to know that your your mother's doing better now 
that's beautiful news. Um, you mentioned at the beginning that uh, you teach dance. Uh, and I'm really curious about this because obviously uh, COVID is making it so people can't gather. So are you still teaching? And if you are, what's going on with that? Um, so let's say yes and no, because whenever all this happened, whenever my mom left to go to the hospital, I asked to have a break. I asked to stop working for that because uh, it was like too hard for like being concentrate for my students to give my 100% to them. So it was so it was hard that we do like what are like Zoom we do so we could see each other and we give dance courses but it's funny to say but next week I'm going back to work by Zoom same thing we don't see our children's yet nothing at all but um yeah, so I'm gonna have like a little dance with them. I prepared my dance. I prepare, so I have a little car, a cardio. After I have um, a little like stretching, and after we do the dance, so it's like a little bit of forty minutes that we do, just to stay hi to my students to know if everything's going well in their family. So yeah, slowly, slowly, I'm starting back to go to work. I'm interested in this, Sarah, because actually. Um the other day I was doing a bit of a, a search on YouTube looking for dance uh, lessons or, or starting dance things for my daughter who's three. So I'm interested, one, what age are the people or the, the children that you're working with? And two, do you have any recommendations for me and my daughter to become better at dancing through using online lessons? Um there's first what was the first question <laughs> sorry what what age are your the, the children that oh, you're my working age, my age uh, so we have at the dance class but the dance uh, the dance school we have groups of dance for me it's most of the i do seven eight nine years old and uh, for my biggest one i go up to to 10 up to 16 so it's really groups of people that I do, but I already did for three years old, but now I don't do for three years old anymore, but they were my favorite ones before. <laughs> and um, if I have recommendation to, there's no age to start dancing first, and it's just for a pleasure that you're doing that, so you could be like doing the monkey or the elephant, whatever, just for fun. It's more a quality of time and family that we could see each other's and no, there's no recommendation how to dance, how to move, how to, like, it's your style. It's you, how you express yourself on the dance. Can you show me how to do the elephant? I don't think I've ever seen how to do that. That's <laughs> a new dance for me. Okay. <laughs> Let's go with the ears and yeah. like the trunk. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> oh my gosh, you do that so well, Sarah. Really, I, um, I'm not sure what animal I look like when I dance, but I think it's a mix of, of a rumba. Yeah, it's, it's not good. So I'm using this opportunity to try and, I guess, yeah, like show my daughter that it's okay to dance. And, but when I've got zero skill myself, it's, it's very difficult. So I was just interested. I guess I was thinking about, um, about any channels, because I know there are some people that put stuff out there and, and they are for that age, that, that three-year-old. But it is reaffirming to hear you say that 
it is just about having fun. Um, yes. Because I'm the sort of person who's very much focused on getting, you know, I, I was, oh, can I actually become better at this? Because I, I really, I suck at dancing. Like I've put it out there now, everyone knows, but um, I thought maybe I can improve, but you, you've made me realize I was already focusing on that achievement side rather than actually the process of enjoying it. So that's, that's valuable in itself to me. <laughs> I wonder, Grigsy, like, it's, you, I hear the way that you talk, and it's the same way that people talk about singing, I can't sing, or I can't draw, um, and obviously everybody can, it's just, somehow we've gotten in, into our heads that we can't, and that growth mindset stuff, that fixed mindset stuff comes through. Mm. Sarah, how do you break through that? How do you break through someone going, I can't dance, you know, because I'm personally someone, I'm, I love dance. Um, and it's been saving me during COVID-19. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I just put on some music and I have like my own rave for like half an hour. Um, just yeah, jam. I, yeah, just jam, freestyle. <laughs> do the elephant. Um, how do you, yeah, how do you break through that for people? Um, it's a good question because there's not a lot of people that came and tell me that question, like I can't dance. But um, if there's some, I'm just telling them like, sorry, I can't hear what they just sorry like I'm pretending that I don't understand like what they're telling me <laughs> like for a little trick and they're just like okay leave it I didn't ask no questions but uh or else I just said just try it like who cares like who's to judge you're doing it for you you're doing it for fun like just dancing like it's another thing if it's competition and everything but like for now on everybody's stuck at home and everything don't don't say to yourself you can't dance i don't know i don't know it's a good question but always to my student i'm like let's do it together or like let's try it together or like let's find another way to do it that you like it better how to do it things like that sarah it, it, i always come back around to sort of well my mind goes around to this line of thinking when when listening to this conversation and it also came up when we were speaking to david um who was on the show a few episodes back who's a clown entertainer um comedy person um if you haven't seen that or listened to that show i really recommend it um it's about i suppose and i know this is the trap i fall into if it's dancing or yeah god god help me if i ever sort of sing publicly but acting or anything like that is that i get too up in my head and overthinking it where in the conversation with David, he was talking about dropping down into your body and just feeling it and um, letting that sort of more natural inner um, sort of being come out and, and keeping your head out of it because that's when you start criticising and, and being um, um, too self-conscious and that sort of thing, which really makes sense to me, but very hard to do, I find anyway, particularly maybe in our sort of Western culture or in the age um, or the age that I am, I see my young kids who are totally the opposite, just can break into dancing at any time and just get into it with their bodies. Do you, does that make sense to you? And, and do you have any tips or advice about how to quieten down your mind and, and just get into your body and, and go with it? Maybe to be alone to start, maybe whenever there's other people that uh, makes you shy, makes you, you don't feel like to like, I don't know, like to bring it off or whatever, maybe to start like that, maybe with no mirror, like nothing, no, nothing to judge to you or because we're really easy to judge on ourselves. 
So I would say to put a music that you like to be alone and just don't think about nothing and just like what your hands are doing. They're feeling like that, like a little bit freestyling. And there's like no rules to that. So you can't judge yourself, like you can't base yourself on something whenever there's no rules. Like, so put a music on you and just like feel what are you thinking about if you just want to move your head and it goes like that you're doing something you're dancing it's like that that you're feeling so maybe like it could be a nice part to connect with you to be alone first and just uh yeah go ahead or like just invent a move whatever do like five foot steps and like a clap at the end <laughs> that's your move I don't know. <laughs> Things like that. No, you're, you're hitting on something really important there, Sarah. Um, and it's something that, you know, comes naturally to some people, but it can be built up, which is just being alone and feeling into your body and figuring out what is it that my body wants to do. And we don't ask that mm -hmm. question. Um, I, I grew up with a lot of hip hop dancing. And so there's very like controlled moves, but there's also a lot of freestyle. So, mm -hmm. um, that question of trying to figure out, well, what's my style? Like, what, what does my body like to do? Because it's a lot of physics as well, right? So your mm -hmm. body naturally goes towards certain things. It's a great way to practice mindfulness, actually. Um, I wanted to point out to you, Rigzi, and you, sir, I don't know if you've ever come across it, No Lights, No Lycra, which is this concept where um, we used to do it in person, but I think they're doing them online now, so you can look them up. Um, but you turn off the lights at a dance party, and they play music for an hour and you just dance in the dark so there's no one really watching and you can just kind of do whatever you want so you can try that alone there's also a dance studio over here in australia that as soon as covid started they started doing facebook lives every week on i think friday night um, where they teach you how to do different dances so you can learn how to dance in your own boundary um have your dance group done anything like that sarah are you no, I'm not. I'm not in a dance group. I was before, but not anymore. Do you think that you would now? <laughs> uh, it's a good question. I like better to create dances than to be in a dance for now. But um, like I could tell you that uh, in September, last September, I went to uh, New York City to just to go take courses of dancing because sometimes you're a teacher, so you need to like to go get things to know what other people are doing in the world of dancing too so for now no and it's it's funny to say i'm 22 years old but i'm old a little bit for that it's funny to say but uh, yeah so i don't know i'm gonna see how it goes after this or but i still love dancing sarah i'm interested uh in what your current well-being program so to speak looks like at home so what i mean by that is i'm guessing um your days are mainly inside at the moment in in canada i'm guessing you're mainly in lockdown and so what sort of things are you doing to try and i guess lift your mood and 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 fill your days to, to give you enjoyment so i'm guessing dance is part of it and what other things um i have a little dog so take care of my dog to go walk outside i go walk a lot of times outside um or else uh, i'm training myself a little bit 
because if for like 90 days I was like lying down and I was crying and everything. So I was like, okay, let me like get up and like start working back. So that's pretty much where else I watch movies sometimes, but uh, I drink a lot of water. It's funny to say, but I was not drinking a lot of water before, but now, yeah. So that's pretty much what do I do. Sarah, unfortunately, I've just, um, uh, just realized we've we've been um, speaking for quite a while and, and I'm going to need to, we're going to need to almost finish off. Uh, I was just wondering if, uh, if there's anything that we haven't yet spoken about that you maybe wanted to, wanted to touch on any areas of interest or anything that we haven't asked you about. Um, um, it's a good question. Just to say that, um, you know, if somebody's in the family has uh, the COVID-19 or has the coronavirus, just example, if they're going to the hospital, like we got it, like my mother had it to go to the hospital, like people there, they know what they're doing. Like they know what to doing and the nurse and the doctor, they're there for you. Like I called so many times and everybody was there to answer me, ask all my questions and everything. So just don't be worried and everything's going in control. That's pretty much. That sounds like great advice, Sarah. And I'm going to break the rules a little bit here and ask another question because I've realized we haven't asked it. And that is, um, how did you and your, your dad, that I believe your, is your family that was at home, how did you guys deal deal with that um situation what sort of things did you guys do to to be able to to deal with the uncertainty and the difficult time that you went through with your mum? um it was really hard to be honest it was really hard we're like a family we're three and like we're always together to like lose my mom or something like that was really hard for us we had it a lot of anxiety a lot of that so funny thing i was drinking a lot of tea i was drinking chamomile <laughs> to like calm me down or else um like we stay always together me and my father like even if they was telling us like to be in separate room because i i got it too i had the coronavirus too and my father too caught it so we had it to be separate but in the hard moments like that what well, keeping us together it's we was telling everything that we had it. Like if I was not feeling good, if I was happy or sad, I was telling him, same thing for him. And we stayed always together, like always together. That was the strongest thing. Or else we was calling people to know like what's going on, things like that. Or else, uh, yeah, we was drinking a lot of tea, <laughs> a lot of tea to come down. And just be there for each other. That what's helped us. So what I'm hearing is the the cure to coronavirus is drinking lots of tea and maintaining <laughs> maintaining most importantly social connections, which is is what I mean. We've spoken about that a lot on this show, and it sounds like you guys you guys were doing it both within your family and and outside. So that's um, look, it's fantastic to to hear and and wow, there's there's still so many questions that we've got, but. Uh, we really appreciate your time today, Sarah, and uh, we wish you and, and your family all the best in the coming months and, and hope that uh, they'll be better than maybe the last month. Thank you so much. Well, guys, thank you so much to everyone else who's, um, who's joined us.
And um, we request, as always, that you share, like, and subscribe. And uh, if you've got any suggestions for us, uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, but in the meantime, you guys stay healthy, world. <laughs>